Change of Directions podcast with Nicole Scott and Don Dahmer. Welcome to Change of Directions, where we explore innovation shaping the future of hydrogen and renewable energy. Today, we're taking a closer look at BMW. With over a century of excellence in automotive manufacturing, BMW has cemented itself as an iconic brand synonymous with luxury and performance. The BMW Group has been actively exploring the potential of hydrogen as a sustainable mobility solution. The company has launched a global pilot around the 80iX5 hydrogen crossover. It's received positive feedback from selected markets, including Germany, California, and the Middle East. So not only have they been looking at hydrogen in their cars, BMW has also implemented hydrogen into their plant in Leipzig. So there's a vision of a fully decarbonized production plant using green hydrogen. This plant has been using hydrogen in logistics since 2013 and has recently inaugurated its fourth on-site hydrogen filling station. That's a lot of news, Nicole. Hi, and uh, today we are joined by Thomas Becker. He is the Vice President of Sustainability and Mobility at BMW. Thomas has deep expertise on the key issues and innovations, of course, happening around the role of hydrogen and the automotive industry. Well, hydrogen has some advantages, very fast fueling, uh, high energy density, uh, and uh, it, it can serve as a buffer uh, for renewable energies. So having said that, we believe that the biggest potential for hydrogen powered vehicles lies in larger segments where people want to drive longer distances uh, with a short fueling. So whereas I think uh, for a mini, uh, hydrogen is not a very likely option uh, for cars like the X5, which we use uh, as an example, uh, it has a strong logic. And if we would expect, for example, the European Union to realize what is in their plans, having a hydrogen fuel pump every 100 kilometers at the motorways, uh, we think is a good additional offer uh, uh, and an additional alternative uh, to conventional drivetrains. So we do not believe in what sometimes looks like an either-or debate. Like it's either battery electric driving or fuel cell electric driving. We think there is complementarity. And if it saves CO2, if it uh, enables people to drive emission-free, then let's not discard any option uh, at this point in time, uh, but demonstrate that as a car manufacturer, we are able to deliver uh, the right product depending on what the policy choices the energy supply infrastructure look like. Some great perspectives on where hydrogen makes the most sense based on use cases and vehicle size. Of course, there are still open questions around infrastructure and efficiency. Let's see what Thomas says about finding the right balance. Because indeed we, we believe that this is not the right point in time to put all your eggs into just one basket. And because we think from an engineering point of view, there is a potential and an advantage for the hydrogen technology. And I mean, if you talk about dependency on energy supply and efficiency, these are valid points. But on the other hand, is it impossible that we will see large volumes of hydrogen being produced, for example, in solar rich countries, the same ones where the mineral oil comes from today? So let's not exclude things uh, just because uh, we may not consider them as the most likely. Uh, here in Germany and at, in the year 2023. 
A good reminder to keep an open mindset as the landscape continues evolving. Now let's hear about some of BMW's sustainability efforts within their own operations and supply chain. Directly at our own facilities in Leipzig, we have, for example, demonstrated that you can use alternative, uh, that you can use hydrogen to replace natural gas in uh, powering our paint uh, drying facilities. Uh, we use hydrogen for forklifters and other technologies. So in production, we apply that technology. And as you rightly say, uh, no matter whether you look at the chemical industry or at the steel industry, uh, who today depend massively uh, on fossil fuels, uh, hydrogen is a very valid option. And this is why we work uh, with a number of suppliers on discussing how can a trajectory uh, look like. Um, and this is why we work with uh, the company you mentioned uh, in order to indeed procure steel that is made uh, based on hydrogen. But again, also here, this is a long-term extremely valid option, but we will not lose options we have in between. So in steel, for example, we have contracts which are based on the electric arc furnace technology, where you can use electric power made from renewable sources, combine that with higher rates of scrap, and thereby bring down the footprint already at a point of time where we do not have yet a full-fledged availability of hydrogen-based steel. So one of the challenges about sustainability in the supply chain is to really have a good grasp of what options will turn up at which point in time and with what price sticker. A lot of times you get a lot of blah, blah, blah. So it is really great to hear real world examples of implementing cleaner technologies in their facilities. Supply chain sustainability brings its own complex set of challenges. Let's hear about what some of those challenges are specifically for BMW. Well, there are, there are quite a few, but uh, certainly one of the biggest challenges is dealing with uncertainty, uh, dealing with the fact that you cannot predict how markets develop that you need to invest in flexibility. Uh, so this is not a deterministic system. And this is why building up uh, decision-making uh, support systems uh, that allow you on a permanent basis to reassess how close are you to your targets, what has it cost to, uh, to, uh, to reach them, uh, have competing options changed in their relationship, uh, which is the better one, the more efficient one. Uh, this is certainly one of the, the most demanding things. So if you would know everything about the future, things would be a lot easier. But the fun of it is also uh, having to deal with what you may not have seen coming. In this very complex and uh, complicated environment of hydrogen regulations, Thomas Becker gave us an insight on what kind of projects they're working with the help of the German government. Well, we have uh, several projects running at the moment. Uh, together with the support of the German government to explore technology options, for example, for better recycling. Um, so this transition is one uh, where I think a close collaboration between government agencies, the scientific communities and industry is, is imperative. And I also strongly support uh, that uh, the energy intense industries uh, ask the government for strong support here. Uh, there has to be a combination, a push and a pull. Uh, we as customers pull, if you like, uh, but government has also to provide uh, meaningful support that makes pushing not just an obligation, but something which is actively supported. 
Well, there are, as you can imagine, a number of projects where we also, and namely our suppliers, benefit uh, uh, from the Inflation Reduction Act. So, uh, on the other hand, in the mid and long term, we need more global collaboration on the decisive issues. So, uh, namely, when we look at the core technologies for a car, uh, we need transparency of supply chains. We need uh, proper communication. Uh, this is why we established uh, Catena X, which is a digital infrastructure for actually communicating the CO2 footprint between thousands of suppliers. So beyond money, uh, I think what is really needed is a more intense international collaboration on decarbonizing uh, uh, the most carbon-intensive industries between the U.S., between China and Europe. Government partnerships are clearly vital to drive progress forward, but oftentimes government participation can slow things down. So let's hear what Thomas's view is on the most critical areas for innovation and ensuring that BMW is going to stay ahead when it comes to hydrogen. Uh, so notwithstanding the overall political environment, in a global supply chain like the automotive industry, we will remain interconnected. And this is why we need more collaboration uh, uh, meaningful, comparable numbers uh, and uh, transparency. So at the end of the day, we have a huge need for more research. So uh, the second pillar besides uh, renewable energies to bring down the footprint uh, of a car is a recycled material. Uh, we have high recycling rates for steel and aluminum, very low ones for plastic uh, or for cell material. So enabling better recycling, purer uh, secondary material is a big research job. And here's more technology support uh, and science support is, is certainly needed. More recycling and material research, clearly a priority area. Thomas leaves us with a thought on the role on regulation and, of course, technology openness. And on the other hand, we are a strong supporter of technology openness. So uh, we support a framework that says uh, what matters at the end of the day is the ton of CO2 that is not emitted and not uh, too much detailed regulation of each and every technical step that you may take. What we have been seeing over the last years is a vast uh, range of technology innovation, namely in the materials field. We have been seeing new ideas from our existing suppliers. We have been approached by new suppliers who say... This is a new idea I have, how I can bring the footprint of your product down. So if you try to regulate all of that, uh, that would be counterproductive. What we need is a clear incentive to say, we have a competition between a ton of CO2 saved between material A, B and C. And we want that competition. Uh, and this is what we believe in. Well, Nicole, what do we make out of this? I have to say, I'm always like an outspoken critic when it came to BMW in the last years. Uh, you know that. Uh, we have talked in our podcast about it a lot. But I really have to say, they have the right things in place now. And they are surprising me. I have to agree with you. When it comes to the German car manufacturers, I often am confused about what's going on with their direction. But honestly, BMW has always been the one that I've had the hardest time understanding. 
So for me, it's actually very refreshing to see that they have a plan in place that makes sense. Absolutely. And I think the idea, I mean, they're the only German manufacturer who are investing into hydrogen for commercial cars. Daimler is doing it for trucks. Other companies are also doing it for trucks. But they are the only one who do it for, for commercial cars. And I think this is a very interesting mindset that they have about technology openness and saying there is a niche for long-range cars or people who want to have a long-range car and want to have not the hustle of recharging, et cetera, et cetera. And what really impresses me the most is that they're doing exactly what you need to do from a big picture's perspective on implementing hydrogen into your logistics supply chain, using the factory, right, and having the factory use hydrogen and green hydrogen at that. The fact that they're using hydrogen in their logistics since 2013 this means that they understand how hydrogen fits in, not just into the car, but into the overall ecosystem of replacing fossil fuels. Yeah, and they see it like the whole picture. It's not like, you know, we do a little bit with hydrogen cars. As you said, or as Thomas said, they do it like they see the whole framework of everything uh, which can help you to become decarbonize or CO2 neutral, decarbonizing your production. And I think BMW is not the only one who's doing it, but I think they are the, have the most compelling architecture and framework around it. And that's why I'm, I'm so impressed by what BMW is actually doing. They, they really have a plan. As you said, we, we never saw the plan, but it starts to make sense now. And yes, the, the i5 hydrogen is just, 80 cars and it's just you know a test car fleet um, but they told me that they this is the base for six cars that they may come with a hydrogen engine by 20, uh, after 2030 or around 2030 so yeah watch this space because this is going to be super interesting what bmw is doing you know i'm happy to be proven wrong and i'm happy that bmw is finally winning my heart and clearly my mind, because it has been a long time that I have been confused about their overall roadmap for passenger vehicles. But I think that what they're doing here, they've really nailed it for hydrogen. Yeah, we were going to find out in the next years. It's going to be super interesting. And I bet we we're going to talk again to BMW uh, when they are maybe releasing more hydrogen cars or also talking about the sustainability uh, program that they have uh, when it comes to hydrogen. All right. So that's been another Change of Directions podcast. Please subscribe and find us on social media to leave a comment. Don and I are both very active on LinkedIn. Have a great day.